재미와 지식의 오디오라이프 팝빵 Last month, a bomb was set off in one of the bathrooms at Japan's Yasukuni Shrine, a very controversial place of worship in that country, which honors the country's war dead, including Class A war criminals during World War II. A South Korean man has been arrested in connection with this incident, and uh, there are now some tensions on both sides of the sea there. We're going to get some analysis and joining us, a political science professor from Northeastern University in Japan right now, Professor Daniel Aldrich. Hello. How are things? I'm doing great. Thank you for joining us, Professor. We know that the government in Japan had been fairly cautious in terms of pointing the fingers at anyone specifically. Uh, now that we have the identity of the suspect, there's been a lot of information, uh, especially from Japanese media. Uh, ha- do you feel that, diplomatically speaking, they have done the best they could to try to minimize any uh, problems? Now, this isn't the first time that people have targeted this controversial shrine for vandalism or for attack. You know, back in 2011, a Chinese man uh, brought in some kind of fire equipment and set fire to one of the gates. Uh, about a year and a half ago, another South Korean was caught bringing in some paint thinner around the gates. So this is about the third or fourth time in the last few years. So yeah, I think in Japan, the fact that no one was harmed mm. by the explosion and the fact that I, I think we're right now in a period of detente between South Korea and Japan, this incident, thank goodness, has not blown out of proportion. There are a lot of hypotheticals here, but uh, and the authorities feel they do have the evidence. This suspect right now is saying he is denying being involved in uh, the bombing. If he is found guilty, if he is prosecuted, do you think that there will be, you mentioned this period of detente, but do you think there will be any negative diplomatic fallout from that? You know, I think both South Korea and Japan have individuals who have extreme views and take extreme positions to do things to try and stir up trouble or because they think it will help things. Certainly Japan has its share of individuals, no doubt, who would try to harm, uh, let's say, statues of Korean comfort women, for example, as has happened uh, several times in the past. So I I don't think that this relatively isolated incident will become a bigger problem, uh, given that there are larger issues going on right now uh, with other countries, whether it's North Korea, for example, or China, uh, or certainly broader issues of terrorism and and has to do with uh, cooperation in those areas. So personally, I think this will not be a big incident. One thing that the the uh, Korean diplomats have been raising concerns over is, I suppose, uh, the the way the Japanese media has covered it, including uh, what they felt to be was excessive uh, publicly uh, disclosing uh, things like his uh, whereabouts, his address, his uh, his um, his image, his name, and all of that. Uh, is there a, is there a sense that the Japanese media does they'll have to show a little restraint? Yeah, I think so. I think, you know, that the media regularly does its best to report on crime, and even for a Japanese criminal, let's say, they do give a lot of information mm-hmm. that certain other countries may not. Uh, it's strange in the degree that crime is a big, often front-page topic, uh, even in this case, where, as I said, no one was harmed by the incident. So I think in this case, the media isn't going beyond the typical things they would do to investigate what they may be calling, for example, a form of terrorism, uh, even if, of course, in contrast, let's say, to the Paris attacks or San Bernardino, uh, no one actually was harmed. You did say how both sides recognize there are extremists, um, fringe elements on both sides, and the concern has been that will this trigger sort of a uh, series of tit-for-tat type of incidents. Over the weekend, there was a box of feces thrown into the Korean consulate. Um, the note saying that this is actually in response to the Yasukuni Shrine uh, bathroom bombing uh, 
these, uh, even though both sides recognize it, it is fairly worrisome that you might have extremists on both sides now start to kind of engage in these kind of skirmishes. Absolutely. In fact, you might even say they look forward to these kind of events, unfortunately. Certainly the right wing here in Japan, for example, uh, would see this kind of attack as a reason for them to mobilize their followers, to use their sound trucks to bother, for example, South Korean, Russian, uh, non-Japanese embassies here in the area. A number of right-wing groups might see this as a call to bring together their, their people at Yasukuni Shrine itself, a controversial area where they might have a rally. So absolutely, I, I think you know, many extremist groups use these kind of events as a way to rally their troops. And again, I, I might even say they, they look forward to them. This helps give them a reason for being there. But I think the good thing is, certainly in Japan's case, uh, most Japanese recognize that those right-wing elements are not mainstream uh, in terms of the way that uh, Japan sees its neighbors and hopefully allies. And I'm sure in South Korea as well, uh, people recognize that this kind of behavior certainly can't help uh, long-term relationships. Right. And hopefully we put it in perspective. Then can you make a comparison? You mentioned how uh, uh, Chinese individuals have also tried to make attempts upon uh, Yasukuni. Does the Japanese public as a whole uh, feel the same way that um, whether it is a Chinese individual or a Korean individual, these are generally fringe elements and they are not reflective of the country as a whole and doesn't necessarily change the nationwide perception of those countries? Yeah, the Chinese case was quite interesting. You know, that, that individual, that suspect, uh, was actually the second time he had done an act against the Japanese government in some way. I, I believe in 2012 that same individual uh, attacked the embassy in Seoul, that Chinese individual did. So I think in, in these cases where we have individuals who have regular acts of extremism, uh, violent acts, terrorist acts, acts that would harm other people or harm buildings, uh, clearly that are, that are symbols, let's say, mm -hmm. uh, of Japanese authority. And I think in those cases they're not seen as representative of being, let's say, Chinese or Korean. Uh, I think the public here in Japan recognizes them as individuals uh, who are unfortunately unbalanced right. and uh, you know, need to be dealt with in, in a fair way. But certainly I think, uh, I think the problem in that case was that the... The South Koreans refused to extradite him to Japan. He wasn't allowed to leave to, f to face a trial uh, in Japan. So mm -hmm. actually, that was a bit of a row, more than this one is. Right. And one thing that I, I guess we know, and uh, even in Japan there is a debate as to Yasukuni. I know there are uh, two sides to the argument as to uh, what the shrine stands for. Because of the fact that Yasukuni is considered sacred, though, is there a sort of political pressure to make sure that this individual, if he is found guilty, feels the full brunt of the law and, you know, slapping him on the wrist will not be considered acceptable? Or do you feel that they're just going to let due process play out and, uh, and most people will be uh, accepting of the results? Yeah, I mean, Japanese justice is pretty strict. There's a really high conviction rate here, around 99% of those individuals who are arrested, but meaning that there's very little chance that someone who's found to be guilty by the police and by the judge um, will find themselves uh, walking free, for example. Mm -hmm. And the kind of punishments given here are often pretty draconian, let's say, in comparison to Western countries, uh, whether it's for, let's say, public violence or for drug use. I mean, instances that in America, for example, might have a very short, very short you know, month. Right or two-month sale, here can become five or six years. So I would, I would imagine if this goes through to trial, uh, he will find himself probably facing a typical punishment uh, for vandalizing an area. I'm not sure the Yasukuni uh, setting itself will make a difference. Certainly, uh, you know, this is an area that politicians are paying attention to. Mm -hmm. As we've, I think, discussed before, Prime Minister Abe has uh, shown a connection to Yasukuni Shrine, 
which put many here in Japan, certainly on edge. Yeah. A number of liberal media groups and groups uh, academics were very concerned that his connections to Yasukuni were too strong for an individual who's supposed to be the core uh, leader for all of Japan, not just those, for example, on the right, those conservatives. So I think uh, it, it certainly will be political overtones to whatever happens. Mm -hmm. But the judges here, I think, are relatively strict and, and uniformly strict. Okay. We're going to have to leave it there, Professor Aldrich. Thank you very much for joining us once again. Appreciate it. Always a pleasure. Thanks so much. Political science professor from Northeastern University, Daniel Aldrich. Soul City News up next.